the right-left axis, direct quote, is theater. It is meant to divide our country and the world. You are here to focus on policy that focuses on only one axis, that axis that goes up toward freedom and that addresses and blocks the axis that goes down toward oppression. Henry Kissinger, quoted in the book Final Days, he's talking about the elderly. Quote, the elderly are useless eaters, end quote. Okay, so these people that say, oh, that, that, that's conspiracy theory that they refer to, the non-elite as, no, 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 that, that's how they see us as. It's not, it's not because of ignorance. It's not because of incompetence. It's their playbook. It's their playbook. Did you know that over 900 plus diseases are simply due to nutrition? That problems such as heartburn, insomnia, asthma, infertility, dementia, Alzheimer's, thyroid disease, and so many more can be solved if you just correct your mineral or vitamin deficiencies? ControlYourHealth.Care has answers for you for these ailments and so many more that is based on decades of research, including over 26,000 autopsies, 10 million blood chemistries by over 15,000 holistic doctors and scientists. You will see how the right, highly absorbable nutrients that your body is craving will make a huge difference in how you feel. Start now on a journey towards superior health that will literally change your life. For the month of March, we've extended the email-only offer to all my listeners, and so you can save up to 20% by using the codes on the screen or the codes below at controlyourhealth.care. Remember, use the codes below and save up to 20% at controlyourhealth.care. Care. You can also find that at sarahwestall.com under shop. Um, uh, people that ran another kind of mafia, uh, motorcycle gangs, really well-known, prestigious, if you will, in the world of the criminal world, of, of motorcycle. And these are conversations I've had with these people. They're actually very open about what, what it's like and one, and I and I don't say it lightly when I say you can't be former so and so. You always are. You you never are allowed to leave the whatever syndicate it is. You you you're not allowed. You you might try, but mentally you never leave it, and frankly, physically you never leave it. You might be a bit separate from it, but physically, but it's still there. And and Putin is shrewd. He's KGB, intelligence officer, always will be. He's tactical. He's not stupid. He's brutal. He's a criminal and has a criminal mind. And I mean that some of the most brilliant people I ever met in my life were criminals. They're not dumb. They're not, you know, they might be thugs, but they're not dumb. They're very tactical. And Putin has leverage on so many entities. So where we stand with this, Sarah, is that go back to the 
priorities for Putin. When this is over, and if Putin G are the people that control the system, they're going to do what's right for them. They're, they're going to do what's right the right for them on the financial side. They're going to do what's right for them and the people that put them in power and kept them in power. They will do. They will hand benefits to their respective countries. But ultimately, when it comes to that fifth priority, which is the World Economic Forum and the globalists, I, I think they might hand out some candy a little bit to some of them, but not all of them. Do you think and, that they'll go think, down, I, though? We'll go, I mean, keep I going. Do you think they will go down that easy. I mean, I, I think it will be if you can't, if I can't have it, you can't have it either, either kind of attitude. I mean, these people, we're dealing with crazy people. Well, and this is where Putin's military and Xi's military come in, right? Klaus Schwab and George Soros don't have a military. But the U.S. does and the U.N. and the NATO, do they control NATO? I mean, look, we got... Our country but right has now, been, go ahead. That's right. But remember, our military and NATO's military have been significantly, I had a conversation earlier today, and I can't go into it, with some people in the know in the Defense Department. The information Tom Renz has come out with through his whistleblowers about devastating yeah. effect, effect of the jab on our military personnel is not propaganda and it's not wrong. And right now, it's really sad and hard for me to say, but true, and we gotta be brutally honest with people, our military are dedicated, wonderful people uh, at, the, at, the, at the ranks that do the fighting. The leadership I am very suspect of on many planes. But, but our fighting forces on the front lines have been really harmed. And there's a reason why China's military and Russia's military were not given mRNA jabs. Well, they're a lot smarter. And that makes me think that that's why there's a little bit of confusing where they were planning on the World Economic Forum and our leadership we're purposely degrading our troops, degrading our country, degrading our dollar, thinking they could move everything to the east, and now they've gotten stabbed in the back by Putin and Xi. That's what you think. And yes. there's evidence to show that that's true. Uh, and, you know, it's pretty scary. There's people that think that having Putin come in, he's cleaning house in Ukraine and everything else, being a Christian guy, that we're, the world's going to be great after they're done. And I am like, I don't... It's like you, it's globalist against globalist. So I, what do you think about the people that think that it's going to be so great when Putin and Xi take down these globalists? Well, I think it's a similar thought process that where people thought that getting the jab was going to prevent them from getting COVID and getting, getting sick and dying and having problems. You got to be a realist about this. So here is the reality. I think what people need to do is they cannot count on others in our own government, uh, Vladimir Putin, 
or anyone else of making their lives safer and more protected. You see, I believe the people that are going to be most protected are the people that take the steps now and have taken the steps in the past to protect themselves and their families, okay? You have to make yourself a less of a easy target to take down, right? Putin doesn't want to spend the time or the money taking billions of people down one by one, right? What, what he's going to do is if Putin and she look at it as, look, if you were smart enough to figure this out, if you were analytical enough to, to have storable food and storable water to protect yourself, to have some lead to, to, and a means of delivering the lead to protect yourself, if you were smart enough to actually do what we did, because we were telling you what to do, if you were smart enough financially to own gold and physical gold and physical silver, if you were smart enough to do that, guess what? Uh, we're going to leave you alone. You know what? No. You, you know what? You're... However, the people that are relying on everything being rainbows and lollipops when everything's over and not taking the necessary steps of protecting themselves and their families and waiting for... 2024 or the November elections in 2022 that that's really going to make a difference or that are doing this Sarah that are just waiting and just kind of whistling past the graveyard and and just not doing anything and not taking the necessary steps to protect themselves or their families and continue to watch the bought off lamestream fake media to get their information then those are the first people that are going to become the victims of the reset. You see, I believe if, and, and, and many people, well, this is such a downer. No, no, look, there, there's a silver lining here, no pun intended. If you take the time and effort to find alternative means and independent means of, of information, like what Sarah does, or I try to do on DaveJanda.com and the Radio Show and stuff, and, and other platforms, if you take the time to do that and 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 to listen to what's being said and then research behind it, and then if you also take the necessary steps, and people might say, well, you know, that's kind of, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a bunker mentality to have storable food and storable water and, and, and physical gold and physical silver. Well, it might be bunker mentality. However, it's what can get you to the other side. Well, and when it comes to silver and gold, silver more because people can afford silver, most people. Yes. That's just financial insurance. If you think that's bunker mentality, then you're not paying attention to what's going on in the financial world. We just got talking about the, the others group who are buying gold and silver. So you're not paying attention at all. And when it comes to food, if you aren't, independently wealthy with a lot of extra, not just cash, but maybe gold and silver. How are you going to pay for your food when food goes through the roof? So all we have to do is historically, you, you can go back to the Weimar Republic. It's people who had gold and silver because those wheelbarrows full of money weren't buying much because of hyperinflation, right? Just look in that people say, well, that was 1930s. Well, okay, let's look in the 2020s. Why don't we look at Venezuela or Argentina? 
Those people did the same thing. And, and I'll, I'll give you a, a family story of the, of the Janda family. Um, my great-grandfather came from the Czech Republic, okay? And, and he made a name for himself as the youngest brewmaster of, he's the guy who developed the formula for Pilsner beer. And he did it at the Urkel Brewery in Prague and was kind of the Tiger Woods of beer. Well, he was approached by political en entities that said, hey, you know, there's this Habsburg family in Austria and they're totalitarians and, you know, we want to have independence and why don't you join us and help us and be, a, you know, because you're well known. And, and he did. Well, they ended up on the wrong side of that. Okay. So he and a number of my, our relatives ended up having to get the heck out of Dodge because they lost that whole overthrow thing. And a big chunk of our family ended up getting killed in it. He came to the United States and there was a big Czech community in Chicago. He gets to Chicago and he says, well, and he was young and he said, okay, I can really do, I, I made a name for myself in the old country with beer. I'm going to do the same here. So he goes around to these different breweries in the Midwest and says, I have a better formula for your beer. And I can make your sales increase a lot. A lot of them said no. But this one guy who owned a brewery in Chicago, Garden City Brewery, said, all right, kid, let's see what you got. And he did it. And their sales went through the roof and kept going and going and going. And, and, and the brewery kept getting bigger and bigger. And this guy who owned the brewery didn't have any relatives, uh, kids. He sold it to my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather has it. And rather, and, and they established with my grandmother at that point, great-grandmother, running this restaurant across the street where we would bring the beer over there. It'd be the freshest beer. And, you know, okay. But that was just a sidelight. But it ended up being the life preserver down the line about what I'm about to tell you. And he kept taking all the proceeds of his business and expanding it to the point where it was like a city block in Chicago by a city block, by a city block, by a city block. It was huge. And uh, he was approached by a famous brewer, brewer, uh, uh, brewery in St. Louis at the time, run by a guy by the name of Augie Bush. Comes to my great-grandfather and says, I want to merge with your company what you've done here. And my great-grandfather said, why would I do that? You, you make crappy beer and you treat your employees terribly. That's not the success formula that I've used. I treat my employees well and we make great beer. And Bush said to him, Boggy Bush, uh, look, uh, there's some really bad stuff coming and if you don't join with me, you're going to be put out of business. He's like, get out of here. Well, sure enough, a year later, there was a huge financial crisis in the country. And my great-grandfather had a lot of loans out, you know, like um, loans on the business. You know, I, okay, I'm going to borrow so much so I can expand. And okay, you know, usual thing that's done in business. And during this crisis, the federal government took over all the savings and loans. And with some of the accounts, they said, we want you to pay your entire loan up right up front right now. 
But with some people, they did not. Augie Bush owned the politicians in Washington and his loans were not called in. But because my great-grandfather spent nothing on the politicians, his loans got called in. He goes to work one morning. All the employees are lined up all the way down the block because there are federal agents at the door that have locked the door and will not let anyone in. He ends up losing the brewery because he could not. And, he, and here's the interesting thing. He had enough money to pay for the loans in full. But the federal government froze all savings and loan accounts, and he could not take the cash out of the savings and loans to pay for the loans to the government. So they made a decision to put him out of business regardless. They knew that he could, he could regardless if you can pay it or not, you're going out of business. My great-grandfather was so upset, he had a stroke. Oh. And on his deathbed, two weeks after this happened, he called my great he called my grandfather in. And he handed him 30 gold coins and said, Listen, the government that took my business will destroy this country. And the only thing that will save our family are these 30 gold coins. My grandfather, so the life preserver was the restaurant that my great grandmother ran after he died because he died within a day or two after that conversation. And those 30 gold coins were used to save the Janda family through the depression which happened within 10 years of that event occurring. So when people say gold and silver, and my grandfather changed a lot of this, a number of those gold coins into silver because it was much easier to barter with with silver than it was even back then for gold. I mean, if you wanted a big purchase, you'd, you'd use gold. But like for a house or for paying off the mortgage on the house, right? Um, but, but when it came to foodstuffs, and, and the, it was silver. Well, and that's what got them through. And that's in our own country. But there again, Sarah, that's history that the globalists do not want people to know about. And the only reason why I knew about that, I never met my great-grandfather. Obviously, he died long before I, I, I was born. So did my grandfather. But on my dad's dresser, from when I was little, there was this picture of my great-grandfather and, and my grandfather and my great-uncle and great-aunt standing outside of that brewery. And I used to ask my dad, Dad, why do you have that picture there? And he used to say, Dave, it's the first thing I see when I wake up in the morning. And it's the last thing I see when I go to bed at night. And that picture is the history of our family and about how the federal government can take anything and everything from you in a minute's time. And you need to know that from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed and you have to plan accordingly. 
So when my dad passed, I have that picture on my dresser. And every morning when I wake up and every night before I go to bed, I see that picture. What a wonderful story that is. Gosh, thank you for that story. Do you know that my, my great grandparents on my mother's side came from the Czech Republic at probably around the same time and they landed in the Chicago area. So it's kind of mm. interesting, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It may be a couple decades apart and stuff, but whatever. But I thought that was, well, interesting. It's, it's a huge, it's a huge, wonderful community. It still is there in Chicago. It yeah. Changed a lot, but it's still there. Yeah. So they but, were but, part of that but, too. But, right. And, and, and so this, this is the, this is the thing, Sarah, they want us to forget that. Right. The globalists want us to forget things that happened in our country and how they happened. Here's another thing they want you to forget. Here's, here's, here's one of the other things they do with gold and silver in particular. Well, you know, in 1933, FDR confiscated gold uh, and, and, and uh, everybody turned in their gold. No, I can tell you for a fact that's not true because my family didn't turn in the remainder of their gold. Okay. And, and what FDR did is he coerced people mm-hmm. and said, if you don't turn in your gold, here's what we're going to do. They hold people you. over is what they did. We're going we're gonna to fine you. We might even throw you in jail. Well, wait a minute. Really? There were a number of entities. There were thousands and thousands of Americans who said, really? <laughs> Give that a try. See what that gets you. I don't know of one historical documentation of the federal government coming into someone's home. There is documentation that they did actually go to some banks and went into people's safety deposit boxes. Mm. And remember, and this is still true today, when you have a safety deposit box, it is not yours. No. You are renting it from the bank. And it is ultimately their possessions that they can go in there and if under government decree, oh, the government would never decree to take your property. Well, think of think of Václav Janda. <laughs> yeah, right. They took over. Uh, they can go in and do this, but there is not one historical documentation of the U.S. federal government going into someone's home or where someone had stored it outside of a bank and taken it. FDR coerced people into a bad decision. Now. If you knew that history, if you knew that history, when they were pushing their jab and coercing people into taking a jab, if you knew that history, as I did, you'd go, wait a minute, (laughs) wait a minute, wait, stop, stop, stop. In 1933, you coerced people into handing over their gold, and then after people did it, you revalued the price of gold up by 300% to benefit the government. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You screwed those people. So now you expect me to believe that this experimental jab that has no data or long-term facts behind it or, or data or testing behind it, you expect me to believe that if I put this in my body, that this will prevent me from getting this COVID thing, it will, it will prevent transmission, prevent me from getting sick, It'll prevent me from going to the hospital. It'll prevent me from dying. 
You expect me just to believe that because you're telling me that? The same entity that did this in 1933? The problem is 99.9% .9 of people don't know about what happened in 1933. So when it came time for the jab and their, quote, informed consent was not being told about, well, here are the potential benefits, but not being told about, here are the potential risks and complications, and the entirety of their of their informed consent, comprehensive informed consent was roll up your sleeve. <laughs> if people had known about what happened in 33, they never, never, when they said roll up your sleeve, I mean, no, you show me, you show me. Never would. The facts and the data and the science behind why I should do this. Well, that's why other countries, it does just doesn't work the same. In Russia, it doesn't work the same because people don't no. trust their government. And I think they they taught us, they taught a lot of us to not trust the government now. There still are those, I don't, I have a hard time not thinking they're complete morons, people who still believe in the government and the vaccine and all that stuff, but they're brainwashed. Maybe you can be brainwashed and not be a moron. I don't know, but they that's what they've done. You know, they've, they've taught all of us that we can't trust you. And so we have a whole new generation like that. But I got to ask you, where can people follow you? <laughs> because oh, they sure. need to follow you. Well, there are a number of platforms. Now, I'm like you, Sarah. I, I got thrown off of Twitter. So they can't follow me on Twitter because I had the audacity. So here I am, practiced 32 years in the front line of healthcare delivery another 12 years of preparation to do that. So 44 years in medicine, uh, do a lot of work in prevention that's gotten all this national, international attention. I called COVID early on the freedom stripping virus. And I got thrown off of Twitter because I called it <laughs> the freedom stripping virus because it's what it is. It's not consistent with World Health Organization guidelines and statements, okay? So people can't follow me on Twitter. So the social media thing, you know, there's Getter, there's uh, Gab, well, you know, Operation Freedom or Dr. Dave Janda. Um, we have a YouTube channel, Operation Freedom, that, yeah, is still in existence, but it's a joke. I put content up uh, every week just to kind of fuss with them. I don't know, fool with them, but to show them I'm still doing this. But they suppress view counts. They, they don't let it out. Yeah, didn't out. you go they from... Hundreds of thousands of views to now you get like three. I mean, it's just stupid. 3,000. I mean, it's, it's, it's a it's, joke. It's, right. So, but we still do that. And then DaveJanda.com, where, where we have, I have extra content and extra shows and archives. And it's all at DaveJanda.com. And then I have the radio show, which you're a regular guest on. Every Sunday, it's live, 2 to 5 Eastern. Folks can go to DaveJanda.com, hit the listen live button. And then we have a subscription side where you can get the podcast if you want to listen. And we have, I do some extra shows there and we have other extra content there. And then at your request, you said, well, Dave, why don't you start, take the video since you're getting hammered on YouTube, take those same videos and put them up on BitChute and put them up on Odyssey. So we're doing that. So we have a, a Dr. Dave channel, Dave, Dr. Dave Janda's channel on BitChute and also on Odyssey. And uh, we, well, of course, Rumble, we have an Operation Freedom channel uh, as well. So we put up different videos and different platforms, but that's where people can follow.
And, and Dr. Dave Janda, it's just Dave Janda, right? It's not, it's not doctor, it's do, davejanda.com. Yeah, on those channels, yeah, so it's interesting. When you sign up, when I went to sign up for the channels, uh, some people were already taking those. So that's why I had to do Dr. Dr. Dave Janda, D, or if you do Operation Freedom, it'll also show up, but Dr. Dr. Dave Janda. Uh, are, are the ones that were still available when we got there on the on BitChute and on Odyssey, but on uh, Rumble it's Operation Freedom, on uh, YouTube it's Operation Freedom, um, and, and then, then your website then is Dave just DaveJanda.com. It's just DaveJanda.com. Okay, and that's yes. where the DaveJanda.com is where they can sign up for your subscription service, and that's where you have like these phenomenal shows that. I, people aren't going to get anywhere else because the quality of guests that you have are, they're just really good. I mean, you just have really legit, it's just really good. And that's what people need. They just need quality who are not afraid to actually analyze the truth in the situation because the truth is, is sometimes, a lot of times it's really hard to hear if you're hearing it for the first time. And you are persecuted for telling the truth. I mean, we all are. And so, and sometimes these, the conversations we have are difficult to have. We have to deal with controversial issues and talk about controversial things. Right. Keep, 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 keep keeping them under the rug, uh, keeping them hidden in a closet doesn't help anybody. Because what the deep state fears most is transparency and the light of truth. And, and that's the, probably the single most effective way of, of undermining the deep state or the criminal, whatever you want to call them, is by putting things out front. You know, and on the, on the website you mentioned, DaveJana.com, we have a tremendous amount of free content as well as the subscription content. And a lot of the times the free content gets put up there because our subscribers say, no, this has to go to the general public. You know, and, and uh, I recently did an interview with a friend of mine who's the former assistant secretary of state. Uh, Bob Destro, and we talk about what's really, as we did today, what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. And Bob has tremendous insight because he was the former assistant secretary of state under Trump. That's a big deal. And, I want to interview him. That's, he would have a ton yeah, of insight. And, and, and he is, he's, he's a, a lawyer. He runs a huge constitutional center in Washington, D.C., and he presents information. And, and one last thing, it's information that you also provide and a number of other folks provide in the independent media, although I'm partial to you, um, and what you do. No, I really am. It's the truth. Um, people have to stop stop, immediately stop um, listening and viewing the propaganda that spewed at them 24-7 in the bought-off lamestream fake media. And I include, include in that Fox. 100% agree. 100%. Look, Fox, if, if there's anything, Fox, the Murdochs, sit on the board of the Council on Foreign Relations, Okay. So don't give me this business that this is fair and balanced, 
If you watch Sean Hannity, next time you do, if you do, I hope you don't, but if you do, look at his left lapel pin. It's a CIA pin. Now, let me tell you something. You will never catch me or Sarah with a CIA pin on it. <laughs> He's telling you something. And this business about Tucker, Tucker does fine stuff. But Tucker is saying things now that, Sarah, you and I were speaking yes. about two years ago. Yes. Two years ago. Two years ago. And even, and even when he speaks about it now, he goes about 50, 60% of the way there, but leaves the last 40% out. And do you think that's just to release some steam and to keep the people there? Because... Yes. I, it's yeah. about this. It's about ad revenue and keeping what terrible ratings Fox has now developed, rightfully so, to keep them at least propped up above the submerged line. Well, I always tell people that if they're not covering the World Economic Forum in depth, they're not giving you the news. Period. End of story. Do you know what, you know, I ask them, do you know who the World Economic Forum is, who's involved, what leaders are involved and what they're doing? If that answer is no and your news isn't talking about it, you're not informed. They're, they're not being straight with you. Nope. They're, they're not. So this this business about, and, and, and the other thing people need to realize is that anyone that's syndicated and is, and is a part of the media have some ties to the syndicate that allows them to speak. That wasn't always the case. That, it really wasn't always the case. But I noticed a definitive change because I did a fair amount of media stuff in the 80s and 90s and up until a particular time. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And not to be conspiratorial, it's just fact. The last time I was on a network TV show was September 4th, 2001, the week before September 11th. And I had been on dozens and dozens of network TV shows prior to that about our work in prevention and healthcare cost containment. Something broke. Many things broke on September 11, 2001. But in my mind, based on my experience, starting September 11, 2001, there were no more smoke and mirrors about maybe 10 or 15 or 20 percent of the media doing the right stuff, getting the stuff out there for the public. After that, it fell to about, it fell to zero. It fell to zero. There was a noticeable, noticeable change. And I experienced it with not only, well, the last time I did something was September 4th, 2001, a week before September 11th, but when Obamacare kicked out and I did the analysis and said that, wait, this is the most unethical and inhumane means of cutting healthcare costs because it's based on the rationing and denying of care. And there are rationing boards in the first part of Obamacare, the stimulus bill, it was two parts. The first part was the stimulus bill. When I brought that forward, Sarah, to dozens of people I knew in the lamestream media because of my experience of doing stuff for them in the past, they got back to me. And they said, you know, Dave, we, because I said, gave them the page numbers, 
the reference numbers. Here it is. They said, Dave, you're absolutely right. But, and this is the a response across the board, but we can't talk about that anymore. And do you think, what do you think about them if they're still there, knowing that they're purposely hurting our country and they're still there? I mean, a lot of, a lot of them have jumped ship, but a lot of them are still there. What do you think of them? I think they're criminals. I think they're complicit in the crimes against humanity. You know, the only, you know, somebody asked me this the other day. They said, of, of people that are associated with the media, are there any people that you at least have some trust in? And I could only come up with two. One is an ent a person who was the chief White House correspondent for Newsmax, who was recently fired because she was asking Pasaki a lot of hard questions and actually was presenting information about the jab. That person's name is Emerald Robinson. And the other person who has struck me as being, now she was with CBS and then Fox, and now has recently been terminated from Fox, is Laura Logan. Laura Logan, uh, and of late, she's really been coming out about Ukraine and the Russia situation. And the things she has said, I, I find to be compelling and informative and not syndicate lines. So of all the people in, all, in, in that entire media that has any kind of presence in DC or any kind of presence nationwide, those two are the two that strike me the most as being legitimate. Well, and OAN has people, but they're not really mainstream anymore. I mean, they're trying to be, yeah. but OAN has right. some 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 good people on it, but they are really persecuted as well. Yeah, and they're well, the only well, network they, that wasn't yeah. paid to promote the vax as being good. Right, right, and 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 uh, that came out through uh, uh, what was that 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 that, that fellow's name who had the Freedom of Information Act, Chris Padolfo. And Emerald Robinson spoke about this as well, about Fox and Newsmax and all these other media channels and publications, Washington Post, all, were not only given money for advertising, but given extra money to block people that would speak negatively or factually about the jab, to block them from coming out and promote people that would speak favorably, only favorably about the jab taking money from the Department of Health and Human Services to do that. Well, y you're right. Oh, and look at how they've targeted, anytime when they target individuals or entities, you know that they're not exactly a, a, a tentacle of the syndicate. OAN, right, they got cut off of DirecTV, right? They just got cut off, I understand, from Time Warner. So they're essentially, they're stripping their distribution channels, right? So whenever they do that, it's like you and me getting kicked off of Twitter, getting hammered on YouTube and getting, you know, deep, I mean, you know, pushed down the search engines by you name your favorite tech company. You know, you know, this is this is yet another indication of who's playing ball with these people and who isn't. Yep, that that's exactly right. And the people who are 
are the people you don't want to be following because they're not doing it just to give you truthful information. They're just not. And it's one thing about taking paid advertisements. Okay, fine. Your network, take paid advertisements from wherever. It's another thing to be paid to do stories and put guests on. That's something completely different. I completely agree with you. I know the radio station I'm with is an independent station, Wham Talk 1600. Um, Pfizer and Moderna and the Department of, of Health and Human Services and the state, public health, through money, I mean, they, they would shower these media entities and radio stations and TV stations with huge amounts of money. The radio station I'm with has never taken a penny. Never from any of those entities. And that should be the rule. But Sarah, it's the exception. Well, people don't care. They just want to. Whether sponsored by Pfizer, right? Whether sponsored by Pfizer, sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech, uh, you know, stop, right? So whenever people hear that, you you must be very careful. And watch Fox. If if you're going to watch Fox, Count how many pharmaceutical ads run in an hour. Well, and Fox, the way they behaved around the election was enough for me to know that they're completely compromised because they called it first and they, they knew. They knew. And so that told me that if that didn't tell you, and then Tucker was playing along too. He did right. his job at the right time. And so he could have talked all he wants all day long, like he's in your corner. But then when it, when it really mattered, he played the game. He played the game. And remember Fox had their trial run on the election stuff in 2018 in the midterms. Remember when they they started calling all these midterm elections a a, a quarter of the way through the evening in 2018, they they did it in 2018 as their warm up for how they were going to pull it off in 2020. And do you remember that news, that anchor that's like, why are they questioning it? We've called it. And I'm like, I remember that right. I played her because it was so awful that some idiot would think that them, a news agency calling something, would be any kind of authority. <laughs> it's like, how could you possibly be so mentally stupid that you would think that you calling it has any kind of authoritative power at all? Well, and they did the same thing with COVID. Yes, they did. How, how dare you question our reports that say that this is safe and effective? <laughs> I know. <It's> like, <laughs> you don't have any functional medical knowledge. Why should I believe you, right? Because, yeah, well, it's like, why? Neil so suddenly only those who, all these doctors everywhere are nothing, but only those hired by this organization are the ones that, I mean, that's so absurd. It's such an absurd concept to say, we got the, we got the best experts in the country. And so therefore, whatever we say or the world, whatever we say is the only way. It's like, if anybody has any brain cells to rub together, you know that that's BS in, in any kind of field, any field to say that this particular, and they don't get the best people, period. I mean, come on. They just don't. But yet they are telling everybody that, and then that's the propaganda going out. And so anybody who has two brain cells to rub together should know that that's BS. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's 
stupidity. You know, I had uh, Scott Jensen on, the one running for governor of Minnesota, and he goes, it yeah. was like we're, what did he call it? He says, we're intellectual midgets over the last two years. That's what he said. And he's right. It was like we were stunted. It was so dumb. And we were forced stupidity on it. I said this right away. I'm like, I feel like I'm being forced to live in something that's really stupid. And I can't get out of it. And it's driving me nuts. <laughs> I just stayed in. It's now, alternate... I did stay in my bunker. And I'm like, I can't stand this. <laughs> well, no, it's true. It's an alternate reality that's been created. I, I know. Right? It was so Where stupid. Up is down and down is up. And. And, and that's what we're dealing with, which is why the it goes back to what we said very early on. That's why the independent media is so important. That's exactly right. That's because exactly what they do, yep. the independent media writes the ship, right? The ship of facts and data and science or whatever it might be, truth, it writes it. And that's why we have to push back on censorship. Right. The government the easy thing, colluding. The easy thing, Sarah, the easy thing what they're hoping for is you and me and other people independent me just stop. Yeah. They make it so difficult for us that we stop. We just go look for an alternative way to make money because it's so hard to make money. And we're going to say no because you're destroying our country. And for us to stop making money, you're going to make it hard for everyone to make money except you. And so if we don't push back, we have nothing. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. So. And that's why your viewers and listeners are, are lucky to have you here. Well, and vice because, versa. Because, well, it's the truth. And, 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 and it, if the saving grace in all of this, I think people that will look back on this in 50 years, 100 years, will look back at yourself and maybe myself and some other people and say, you know, why do they keep doing this? Why did they keep doing what they did? Because... Ultimately, it made a difference, but everything was against them. Every, everybody and everything and powerful entity was against them, but they kept doing it. And I think probably the combinator of all of us is it's a, it comes down to love. Yeah, right? that's right. Loving, loving your, your fellow human beings loving freedom, loving the ideal of a country that's based on freedom and liberty, even though those clouds can be so dark sometimes and storm clouds. But I think that's a common denominator all of us have. And if you, love, love, of if you love someone, you don't oppress them. You free them. You free them. That, and it goes back to May of 1988 at the White House, up being freedom and down being oppression and doing everything possible to enhance people's freedom and doing everything possible to, uh, to stop those that are focused on oppressing others. Absolutely. Okay, DaveJanda.com is where people need to go or Dr. Dave Janda on BitChute and on Odyssey and or Operation Freedom. But DaveJanda.com, they can pretty much get everywhere from there, right? They sure can. And do you have a newsletter now? Because I know you send out uh, oh, I, emails. I, I do. Uh, I do email email alerts. People are on the subscription service and the like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So good. Thank you so much. I thank so you, much Sarah. appreciate you, and thank you for this wonderful conversation. 
I thank you, Sarah, for everything you have done and are doing and will do. You are a great friend and a great friend to every person who values freedom, and I thank you.